that understanding of human nature and self and then applying that to helping people improve is all what this is all about. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Live Leaderly Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Alba. Here on the show, we invite guests from all walks to share their stories about leadership, which just become stories about life. I ask that with the people in your life, please tell your story, listen to theirs, but in the meantime, we'll do it together here on the Live Leaderly Podcast. And joining us on the show today, general partner at X10 Capital, Buck French. Buck, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Darren. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. Thanks uh, Thanks so much for coming on the show. Where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm calling from San Francisco. Okay, great. San Francisco. So, Buck, uh, my favorite question to ask on this is uh, if you could think back to a younger Buck, what's the first memory of leadership, either informal or formal role that, that you had, maybe when you were a kid or a teenager that you can think back to? I think the base fundamental of leadership is someone being able to be self-aware and lead themselves first before you can lead others. And so I would say, I remember um, I was trying out for the eighth grade baseball team. And so uh, Coach Dempsey hit the fungo bat, the ball out to left field where I was standing. And uh, I totally missed it, flew by me. The next day I got cut from the eight trials for my eighth grade baseball team. And, you know, as a kid and all your friends are on the team and you're not, you know, you had to be a little self-reflective and self-aware and realize I sucked at baseball and I should go pursue a different uh, course. So I changed sports to lacrosse and ended up uh, playing lacrosse, in, you know, at West Point, uh, Division One program. Uh, so the fact that life throws you those things and you deal with them, and you change course, I, I, I believe is you got to be able to do that for yourself first before you try and help others do it. So I'd, I'd, I'd gather to say that's probably the first time, at least I remember it. Self, self-reflection back in eighth grade, knowing yourself, knowing your skills and, and your strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then you, yeah. I mean, you, you learned a lot from there. Could you uh, share more, a little more about your background and where you where you're from, Buck? Sure. I grew up on the East Coast, Connecticut, cut from my eighth grade baseball team, played lacrosse through high school, um, uh, went to West Point, um, played lacrosse there, uh, graduated West Point in 89. I uh, was an infantry officer, so I did airborne, ranger, all that good stuff. Last job, ran a special ops team, counter-narcotics, counter-insurgency. This was the early 90s. Uh, went to Harvard Business School after I got out of five years of the Army. Uh, while I was in Harvard, uh, I started my first company. It was the dawn of the e-commerce age. It's called Online Technologies. I graduated from uh, HBS in 96, and then 96 to 2000, I grew that company, 250 employees. I was the CEO, file and take it public, sold to Siebel Systems, $609 million, great outcome for everyone. Built a $200 million business unit inside of Siebel Systems, at the time, largest e-commerce software business in the world done multiple tech companies in my 25, 30 years, all stuff I usually started or created uh, with someone else. And um, I currently run a $500 million uh, private equity fund focused on the sports industry. I've had a great, very, very blessed, fortunate career. So you had those experiences in the military as an infantry officer, and then you you went off to uh, Harvard Business School. What uh, what lessons were you able to learn 
during business school that, you know, that were, you didn't learn in the military, you think? Uh, as far as leadership, I mean, besides, you know, the, obviously the business side of it. Yeah. Other than uh, leadership, nothing, nothing. Uh, what, what it helped me translate is that all the things I learned in the army are exactly applicable to running businesses. You know, people are people. It's just the context in which you're asked to lead them. And in the situation and resources available, um, which is a leader's job to figure out. So it actually was very straightforward for me. Harvard gave me the kind of foundational elements of business, the language, the context in which to then take all the leadership skills that I learned from my time in the service and at West Point to then translate that into how the context of of business Um the irony is a lot of people, myself included, when you get out of the service, you're like, oh my God, I'm what am I gonna do? Business, I don't, I'm behind. And the reality is you're actually ahead because the uh, the fundamental skill of leadership is very uh it's not a pervasive skill set throughout um the business community. So you'll find yourself in a much better situation than you actually thought you were going into. That's uh that's encouraging. I'm I'm about about to head to an MBA program, and I also feel kind of underqualified or uh, behind because I don't have that business oh, experience. So that's that's encouraging to hear. Again, it goes back to my first point about baseball, eighth grade, and self-aware. The, the question isn't that you feel that way. The question is, again, leading for yourself first, what are you doing about it? And so you know, you're taking the first step, you're going to business school, like I did. And then, okay, well, now what is my goal? How am I self-improving so that I have the skill sets that when I am put in a position of being leading people, that I can enable them to be better version of themselves than they otherwise would have. If I'm not making myself the better version, I can't ask them to be the better version. So uh, you're taking the first step and you'll see if you take that mindset, it'll, it all translates. You're ahead uh, relative to the vast majority of your peers. Right. That's encouraging, like I said. And so over your career, you've been able to, to build these businesses and have, a, have great success in, in a number of different spots. Is there any leadership advice that maybe a younger buck could have uh, benefited from? Oh, yeah. Be a bit more patient. I'm a, uh, I've, I've developed that over time. I've, I've always unfortunately been you know, sometimes in leadership situations, it's okay to let it gestate and, and matriculate a bit versus I know the answer, get it done. That's not necessarily helping develop your junior people as much. If you if you have the ability to have a little level of patience and let them develop and learn on their own, um, that's as that's as important as being told what to do. So uh, I would say that a 35-year-old buck versus 57-year-old buck, that the 22-year delta, I was a far more like, I got it, let's go. And sometimes situation dictates you can't do that. Um, I was more always go, go, go. And now having a better sense of the situational awareness to say, okay, this one's okay. We can take a little development for these people, you know, spoon feed them it in um, versus we don't have time. We got to go. So um, that's what I would have told my younger self. I'm not sure I would have listened, but I hope I would have. <laughs> but you, you could always tell uh, that it doesn't have to be go, go, go. You can, you can take moments to to stop and be, and be patient and, and 
gestate, like oh, you said. Sure. Yeah. It's as much to help others grow as it is to accomplish your mission. That's the that's the art of leadership is understanding those times and situations and, and allowing someone to nurture themselves along as opposed to drag them along, you know. And so if you could think to maybe some of the more impactful leaders in your life, whether or not they're in that position or not, what are the things that they would do in the days, weeks, and months that you really admired and have tried to incorporate into how you lead? Yeah. uh, My second company commander, uh, Bill Miller, he's probably my one that had the biggest impact on me. He was a quiet competence, setting the example never asked anything of someone who what they couldn't do themselves and or were were willing to do most importantly he had a a huge impact on me in the business world in a kind of a weird positive and negative way um andy zolden who i worked who when they bought me i worked for at siebel systems and he he was a control freak but he didn't want the control And we had a sit down conversation slash argument. And to his credit, he uh, listened and let me go. So the the negative was he was a control freak. The positive was he actually listened to the feedback. I'm not sure I would have taken, I would have been as thoughtful and accepting as he was. So that, that taught me a lot about the two-way conversation versus the one-way. You know, again, I, I think you have to, anyone can learn to lead. It, it, the question is, do you want to? And do you have the desire to understand humans? And the whole goal is to make them better. That's leading. But that means you have to also be willing to make yourself better, which is also then leading yourself. And it's a... Uh, it's a life lesson that applies not just to organizations. It, it could be your spouse, your partner, your kids. I mean, leadership isn't the what everyone thinks the prototypical CEO or general. And it's that's not it. Like again, if the fundamental aspect of leadership is making someone better than they otherwise would have been, then well, you could apply that to yourself, your kids your relationships, your business, your whatever. Um, and so I, what I remember when I learned that at West Point, that that's the role of a leader. Um, and it's been my life kind of focus is to how do you really just apply that to different contexts that it actually I mean, I've I've sat there and had challenges in my marriage and everything else, and like everyone does, and I'm happily married, but and I love her with all my heart. But it doesn't mean, you know, there's times where you can sit there and say, "Oh, woe is me," or "I did this," or it, you know, it's like, okay, well, first and foremost, let's step back and understand we're in this partnership together. Both, I need to be a leader of myself first and foremost, and then understand her. So. Hopefully, leaderly can break the myth that it's you know I'm in charge. You listen. That's not what it's about. About making making yourself better and then making other people better along the way. Better, yeah, just better. And that doesn't mean that means you should listen. That means you should 
that means that you need to be situationally aware and that when someone needs to step up into the gap and, and move things forward, you step up into the gap and you step back when you don't need that. It's And you can get the tools, but it's then actually living it and doing it and then having that open mindset to say, look, I after doing this for, I mean, I, what am I, 50, almost 40 years, basically, in different contexts and everything else, I'm still learning every day. Situation changes. The people I work with today, the young people coming in are very different than the people I started working with 30 years ago. So it's that kind of understanding of human nature and self and then applying that to helping people improve is all what this is all about. And so if you don't want to help people, I I, I always say, uh, you know, some of the businesses I've (laughs) started and led have failed. Some have been hugely successful. That's part. But when you raise your hand, take on the task of being the one in charge or leading within an organization, you have to be all in. There's no half measure. You'll never be successful that way. And so that goes with your relationships and everything. So if you're not willing to raise your hand, there's nothing wrong with that. The world needs foot soldiers too, you know, as the famous Caddyshack saying, you know, the world needs ditch diggers too, you know, to Danny. Um, There's nothing wrong, but be self-aware and understand. And then if you do raise your hand to try and help people, Awesome. It's the greatest thing. It's the only thing that really I love doing. And it's not in the helping the homeless or disadvantaged people. This is helping people be better versions of themselves. If you raise your hand, be all in in, in helping those people and be be committed to that. And, uh, and so we're, we're going to close out here shortly, but I did want to turn it back over to you if you have any other uh, thoughts or advice for an aspiring leader that, that you could offer the podcast. Greatest gift you'll ever have in your life is helping someone else be the better version of themselves. Nothing. Greatest joys, barring having a kid, but then helping that kid be a better version of themselves is leadership in and of itself, too. It's it's just, uh, it is a great gift. To reach out your hand and help others and, and watch them grow. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Buck, and sharing your story and, and your lessons from over the years. Our guest today, Buck French, and for all of those out there listening, this has been the Live Leaderly Podcast.